You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to our first regular season Garda Report Live. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Jimmy Toscano. Before we talk about the Celtics, we have to talk about our sponsor, Indochino Custom Menswear. Mm -hmm. You can get the perfect made-to-measure suit from Indochino. And using our code GARDEN, I think you know how to spell GARDEN, you can now get it for half price at $389. Go to their showroom on Newbury Street in Boston and get yourself fitted for a perfect shirt. We have some awesome stuff coming for us soon so we can show off our Indochino gear. So that is the promo code GARDEN to go to Indochino. Now, let's talk about the Celtics. I mean, we're already kind of getting it started now, but now let's talk about the Celtics, who were very fashionable in the first half and okay. very, very, very uh, drag-looking, I guess, in the second <laughs> half. It was not pretty. They were, I mean, they got completely like lost at team. the end of that game. But in the first half, Al Horford makes that offense complete. They looked, they really looked like the team that Brad Stevens has been trying to run out there for the last three years. Avery Bradley couldn't wait to commend Al Horford after the game. He, he was just waiting for somebody to ask about Al Horford. I'm not even sure somebody asked about him. I think he just went off on Al Horford and said how great of a complimentary player and a team player that he is. If you look at Al Horford's stat line, you're not going to be wowed by you know the points or the rebounds. I think it was like 11-5 and five or something like that. Um, four blocks. And he's just that basketball mind, that mentality where he's thinking about the next pass. He's thinking about where the ball is going to be. He's finding the open man, and that's contagious. And we saw that with the Hawks his entire career. And people a couple years ago or even last year said the Celtics are kind of like the Hawks in that sense. And now they really are because you took the main piece of that whole system and you brought them over here. They pretty much are the Hawks from yeah. last year, or really, or really two years ago when right. that team was a 60-win team. And you just see that the way that they move the ball, they're moving it side to side, they're swinging it around the horn. They got so many wide-open shots, like comically open shots. And we know that they're playing against the Brooklyn Nets. But still, I mean, the way that Thomas could drive the lane, get underneath the hoop, and then just whip a pass out to a wide-open Al Horford. Horford, his first like three or four shots of the game were just wide-open threes. I felt like... Almost every other shot, or even more than that, they, they were having wide-open looks. And they were missing some of them. So, And, and those shots are going to fall. They sh still shot over 50% tonight. Now we're going to say, oh, it's the Nets, it's the Nets. They're still NBA players. Now, granted, it's the Nets. I mean, I totally understand that. But they're competing you know, to their, to their greatest ability. They're not trying to get blown out of the building. And we saw that in the fourth quarter. They came all the way back. So it's not like they just had their foot off the gas the entire game. Um, but, yeah, the Celtics, with guys like Horford and with the way uh, Crowder was shooting. It looks like he's improved his shot. I mean, you know it's a very small sample size, but obviously he was working hard over the offseason. These guys, 7 for 14, 7 for 15 from the field, 9 for 15, whatever it is, um, they're just hitting the shots because they're getting them. I mean, they're not going to face a lot of Louis Scola and Trevor Booker front courts this season. That was a nice little <laughs> well, way to no, ease no into the NBA. <laughs> well, that's true. Three more times at least. But 
let's go to Jay Crowder. Yeah. He he was asked after the game, mm-hmm. is it your mechanics? What is it about your shot that makes you so much better right now? And he was just like, I'm healthy. I'm finally healthy again because he has not been consistently healthy his entire career pretty much. You have to hope that you have to hope that, that health sticks around. I mean, if this is healthy Jay Crowder, then I, I mean, I guess he's never been healthy because he's the best Crowder we, we've seen. And, I mean, like I said, short sandwich has eight threes tonight, a lot of threes for him. Um, but that's his game now. I mean, he's, he's stretched out his game. Um, people are going to have to honor that shot um, because I think, he, like I said, nine for nine for 15, he was from the field tonight. Um, and he's that energy guy. He's the epitome of the Celtics in a good way. I mean, like he, he's the, like the heart and soul of the team, I think. I mean, you can add Horford. you got Bradley. Isaiah Thomas is a huge part of the team. But I think, I think Crowder is kind of like the identity is the word I want to use, the identity um, of the Celtics. So it's good to see him starting off on the right foot and healthy. And we saw, I thought... Can't the, help on the sidelines. Sure. But I thought the most important play from Crowder was actually a pass he made where I think it was Isaiah Thomas fed him the ball up towards the free throw line and he kind of volleyball set it over to Al Horford who had a seal on Hamilton, uh, and or a holiday, I'm sorry, and then had an easy dunk. Mm-hmm. And one, they never, they didn't have a guy that could get an inside seal for the last like four years. And they didn't have a big man that could dunk the ball reliably in traffic. Al Horford is that guy, I guess. So we're going to come back for part two on the Garden Report Live, brought to you by Indochino Custom Menswear, and we're going to talk about the rookie. This is Jared Weiss from the Garden Report, and I am here to talk to you about Indochino, whose made-to-measure suits will have you looking like a million bucks, but with our promo code GARDEN, will cost you just 389 bucks. So visit their showroom on Newbury Street in the Back Bay in Boston today to get fitted for your made-to-measure suit, and you can start looking as sharp as we do on the Garden Report Celtics post-game show. We visited the showroom to get fitted, and it was an amazing experience, and we got an amazing, perfectly fitting shirt. So go to Indochino.com and use the promo code GARDEN to get your made-to-measure suit today. That's Indochino, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O, Dot com and use the promo code GARDEN to get your made-to-measure suit today. Welcome back to the Garden Report Live Part 2, brought to you by Indochino Custom Menswear. We are here on the Garden for the first regular season game of the season. And, of course, Jalen Brown made his NBA debut tonight. And that went really, really, really well. I mean, he didn't have a perfect game, but he made every type of play. They utilized him in so many different situations on offense. He had a great block. Uh, on Joe Harris driving. Joe Harris made a great move who deceptively always gets to the lane. And then Jalen was just waiting there for him. Jalen showed that he can do almost everything on the court. And he had a great almost dunk. I mean, I think he would have tore the roof off this building if that thing... I, I still think he was about five feet short of the rim coming up on that dunk. He, well, but he, he actually was about he five did. feet short. <laughs> well, he got fouled, though. Yeah. So I like to, I'll give him the, uh, the 50. It was a 50-50 chance that I was going down. Listen, the last time I was in this building, because I, I didn't make the preseason games, the last time I was in this building... Jalen Brown was announced as the Celtics draft pick, and the boos rained down in here. And I said on camera after the show, or after the draft, I said, when did Celtics fans become Knicks fans? Why, are, why is everybody booing this kid? I don't think they were booing the kid. I think what they were doing was they were booing the fact that they all wanted the pick to be traded. They were booing the event. They were really. booing the fact that the pick was made, a trade didn't happen. But now, might be a little bit of a different story after seeing you know, more, more eyes on this kid, seeing what he's capable of. This has been, in my opinion, you know, the, I would say... The most exciting draft pick since, dare I say, Paul Pierce. Yeah, no, that's 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, I was big on Al Jefferson. That worked out pretty nicely. No, absolutely. But you don't you don't scream excitement when you watch Al Jefferson. You know what I mean? It's a well, pretty... you don't. I do. <laughs> I, I don't. Do. I'm more of a swing swing player type guy. You're yeah. more of a low post type guy. I love that fancy footwork. <laughs> but what I love about Jalen was his post play tonight. Okay. Was that they had they brought him into the game and ran I think it was four straight plays trying to set him up on the block where he would start in the corner, get a cross screen to position on the weak side block, mm-hmm. and then the first couple of times they gave him the ball and they made something happen out of it. And then as Brooklyn keyed in on that, it opened up so many shots. We had Tyler Zeller, the God, had a wide open uh, 18-footer. I had to say it before we went on air. Um, I mean, he, Tyler Zeller had some great opportunities, I mean, both in the pick and roll and, and just getting action off of the attention that Jalen was getting. Mm-hmm. But Jalen served as that gravitating force when they were able to make him the feature guy in the second uh, with the second unit. It's good to see Brad already trusting him in those situations. I mean, yeah, we can talk about how the fourth quarter, very iffy there towards down the stretch, but that he's already been trusted uh, to get kind of big minutes early in his first career game. That goes to show, you know, the work he's put in over the offseason uh, and preseason. And, and Stevens has, you know, like I said, that trust in him to put him out there in the second unit. He's going to be a big part of this team. He really is going to be a big part of this team. I think Danny Ainge is a huge fan of his, obviously. And um, he's also wearing short shorts now. So we've got that going for us. He's, might bring, he's going to be bringing it back. I think you're going to see more and more guys, young guys maybe in the college game, start going short shorts. I mean, he's got flat top and short shorts. What more can you ask Renaissance for? man. I mean, we knew that going in. We knew he was, he was an old school type guy. He's a, had an old soul, uh, interesting fellow. I think you're going to see that he's, a, he's an interesting guy the further the season goes. All right, well, this has been an interesting episode of the Garden <laughs> Report Live brought to you by Indochino Menswear. So for James, Jimmy Toscano, yes. I'm Jared Weiss, Jeremy behind the camera. We will see you after the next game uh, next Wednesday against uh, Chicago with Rajon Rondo and reportedly RJ Hunter as well. So it's going to be a nice little reunion on the Garden Report. We will see you next week. Don't forget Indochino code GARDEN. You show up at their showroom on Newbury Street in Boston. You say my name, you say GARDEN, and just make it rain. Well, the Bulls need shooting. so And they probably could use some new suits too. And they could use a coachable player. I think RJ Hunter is a coachable player. All right, well, we'll find out next time on the Garden Report Live. How did it feel to get number one under your belt? Felt great, man. It's a relief more than anything. Just uh, happy to finally, you know, get out there, start the regular season, and um, I was proud of our guys and you know how we handled everything. Talk about that stretch late in the game where you guys obviously the lead was, was pretty much gone and the starters had to come back in. Yeah, um, you know that's the NBA for you. I think you know I'll humble you sometimes. Um, uh, we had a comfortable lead and we thought it was fine. Um, that uh, this is a good learning experience for our group. Um, we have to keep playing the right way throughout 48 minutes. How tough is that for a starter to sit for a stretch and then have to come back in? It, it, it's tough, um, but you know, it, like I said, it's a it's, it's a lesson that we'll learn, and you have to stay in it. You have to stay ready, um, engage. I know it's hard, but it's something that, that I'll definitely keep in mind. You guys. There's no time to rest or think a lot about this game with the Bulls right around the corner. Just talk a little about that challenge for you guys. Um, yeah, I honestly, you know, I mean, I know that, you know, obviously D-Wade is there and Rondo and they have a completely changed team. Um, uh, you know, we'll have to start looking at him because, you know, all my time has been on Brooklyn. But I know it's going to be, you know, those guys are veterans. They know how to play. And, um, you know, it's going to be a good game. How much do you think it, uh, 
impact of the bench is play not having Marcus? Because he's been with those guys really throughout the entire season. Well, but just the only uh, it makes, a, it makes a big difference. Um, you know, Marcus uh, sets the tone for us out there. Um, I do, however, think um, Terry did a really good job coming off the bench. Uh, Tyler looked great. Um, they all, you know, picked up the slack. Avery pretty emphatically said he loves playing with you, and it's only been one game. Why do you think you have that effect on guys? Uh, well, that's nice of him to say. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm about winning. I've always been about winning. Um, I want to win. I want to do whatever I can, and you know, uh, I want to make sure that that I, um, my teammates feel comfortable with me. That uh, that we play the right way. That's that's my biggest emphasis. You know, as long as we're moving the ball, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Um, you know, we'll be fine. And, that's, that's just how I try to lead. Al, you had 36 assists as a team. What was the impact of that ball movement tonight? Yeah, no, it was great. Um, you know, guys uh, were really moving the ball very well, and, uh, um, you know, that's kind of contagious. Uh, when, you know, when you start having some success like that, um, we'll have an opportunity to wear teams down if we're able to move the ball at that pace. So I, I, I was impressed. Um, 36 assists is pretty good. Yeah, you have a lot of history uh, in this building on the, on the opposing team. How did it feel, you know, coming out with the Celtics uniforms tonight with the fans behind? Uh, it felt great, man. Uh, so a really good feeling um, just to think of, you know, the rich history here. Um, you know, I'm a, uh, I, I really do appreciate being here. So uh, for me, it was a lot of fun. What happened down the stretch there for you guys? Well, both of you, the bench, and then when the starters came back in? Uh, the team just got hot. We just hit some shots. Like we got to do a better job of moving the ball on offense. We did get some good looks. Uh, we kind of went away from things that we want to do. Took some quick shots, and they made us pay for it. Uh, credit to Brooklyn. They came out and fought hard today. And so, uh, credit to them. As a group, not to get too dramatic, they let the starters down. I mean, they played so well for 40 minutes. At the end of the day, we just got to play basketball. Uh, we got to do a better job holding ourselves accountable. Uh, we did kind of let it down, at the, uh, but Brooklyn did a good job of getting shots and they, they made some plays at the end of the day. So we got to be a little bit better, but uh, it's early in the season. Uh, we're going to get better as the team goes and we're going to figure things out. And uh, it's going to be much better come the end of the season, starting the playoffs. You didn't look like you were nervous at all. And you looked like you belonged. How'd you feel? <laughs> well, that's good because I was nervous. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How nervous were you? A uh, scale from 1 to 10, about maybe a 7 or 8. Uh, just open the night, um, starting your career. Uh, you're anxious. You just want to come out. You have a lot of energy. And it's, it's hard trying to suppress some of the energy. I guess I did a good job. So it's cool. What was going through your mind, Jalen, when you tried to dunk on the seven-footer? Um, nothing. It was just read and react. Uh, I seen the play. I was in the present, and I tried to make a play. Uh, that was it. You have something against Justin Hamilton, man? Nothing against Justin Hamilton, man. I'm just out here playing basketball, trying to make a name, and trying to be the best version of myself and my team. Can you talk about that bounce pass you made to uh, the other there? Uh, transition. Yeah. Uh, he was open. He was running ahead. Uh, made the, uh, the pass and he made a, a crazy layup and it, and it went in. That's Isaiah though for you. What did you think of the Garden crowd? The, the Garden crowd, just the reaction they gave you throughout oh, the Oh, it was wonderful. It was great. Uh, it was probably the best crowd in the world. Um, you see it. They cheer for us whether we're up 20 or we're, uh, we let a team like Brooklyn come back in. We should have been up more. But, uh, 
you can tell that the, the, you can get the, the vibe, the feeling. It's uh, one of a kind. Avery said that the veteran guys try to tell you, try to prepare you for your first round of season games. I mean, it would be a lot different from what other teams would do. What was the difference out there for you? What was your um, yeah, they guarded me a little bit different. I can tell like they were trying to keep me from getting some back cuts, and I still figured out how to get some. But uh, they paid a little bit more attention to me than they did in the preseason, and uh, and I could definitely tell. So I just got to keep amping my level of play, my level of energy up, and continue just getting better. Coming off the bench, and Brad was using pretty quick rotations. Did you ever find it tough to find a rhythm or anything like that, or did it all just kind of flow pretty naturally? Um, it's always tough, but you have to, at the same time you got to be ready. It's an adjustment for me, but uh, at the same time, I just got to be as ready as I can. Just got to be like a, like a jail green. He comes off and he's ready all the time. So but he's been doing it for a long time. He's been a pro for six, seven, eight plus years. So uh, just learning from him and just learn how to be hot off the bench and then you got to be where you got to be. Ten years. Ten? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> green short shorts back? Um... I wouldn't say that, but I guess mine are pretty short. Steal your short from Isaiah? Nah, I just asked for him. We got a cup of some man. Shout out to Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Brad, just what do you think went wrong in the fourth quarter there? Well, it was 110 to 87, and we started shooting bad shots and not guarding and throwing it to the other team. So. It's how quickly it can change. We all know that. You know, I was hopeful not to have to put those guys back in. Um, but I probably went a little bit longer than I normally would have um, not doing that. So, um, you know, we've got to play better in that moment. I don't think it takes away from the first 40 minutes. There was a lot of good things that we did. Brad, you just referenced you've uh, maybe bringing in the stars a little too late there. Did you just want to see what the bench could do to? close down that situation or why do you think you waited so long on that front? Um, you know, I, I thought I thought that it would be obviously a great opportunity to play the right way and, and, and figure out a way to keep them at bay as they come hard charging. It's hard to play with a team that's got nothing to lose that's flying at you and everything else. But, um, you know, wasn't to be. You know, probably will be more – Less less likely to leave them in that long um, if we're in a similar scenario. Hopefully, we learn from it. We're not. Brad, uh, thirty-six assists tonight on forty-eight baskets. Uh, what was the impact of the ball moving out there? Yeah, I thought that was really good. I mean, they, they were blitzing a lot of screens, so they were going to be tight on us, and, and we were going to have to draw two and move it and move it to the next guy and. Our guys have done a good job of that in the preseason. And again, the first 40 minutes, I thought we really played with great, you know, presence uh, and purpose. Um, you know, in the last last few, we didn't. Uh, it's a, and again, it's kind of a, a reminder how quickly this thing can can turn in this league. What was your impression of uh, your rebounding tonight, particularly? When yeah, you not very good. Long? It's not good enough. Um, it's got to get better. It seems like Jalen is a guy he doesn't went into his first game without a lot of hesitation. He attacked. And can you just talk on that? Yeah, I thought he had a lot of good moments. I did. I, did. I thought he, I thought he uh, had a lot of good moments. I thought uh, overall, you know, offensively we were pretty sound as a group. You know, I thought defensively we were a sieve. Um, but um, you know, 
but I thought that Jalen did a pretty good job for first game. Uh, Brad, uh, second quarter, it did seem like the defensive intensity picked up a little bit. I think they shot like 39%. Did you see any adjustments? Third quarter, I felt like that was the case, too. I felt like we were in a good rhythm. And then the start of the fourth, we were we were doing a lot of good things. They were We were contesting a little bit better on their jump shots. We were pulled in to start. We were more active on the pick and rolls. We were doing everything that we should have been probably um, doing at a, a better level. But hey, you know we've got guys that um, did a lot of good things on the other end. I thought that they uh, they all looked like they were anxious to play and probably had a tough time catching their wind after that first time. But both teams made shots at a high level there for a while, all the way throughout the game, really. Uh, Brad, um, there was a few few plays in the fourth quarter where the Celtics struggled to inbound the ball. Yeah. Uh, explain what happened there. We threw it to the other team. It was not good. <laughs> Best thing we can do is avoid doing that. The ones where we throw it out of bounds are better than the ones we throw it to the other team because then they can't score. Or at least you get the chance to set your defense. I had a coach one time tell me that, that uh, if you're going to turn it over, just punt it. <laughs> and, you know, um, we haven't gone over the punting thing, but we, we, we threw it away a little bit. But that's, you know, again, it's not fair for the starters. They, they had a couple of those late. But you know they're sitting over there and and they've got to get re-geared up. It's hard to sit over there for ten to twelve minutes and not play. So, you know, again, um, not great end of game um, play by the by the Celtics tonight. But we're happy to win and we'll fly out tonight. Okay. That uh, defense was so successful last year. Is that a hard message to communicate year to year? Try to keep the guys motivated. So much of defense's energy and will. We got a lot of new guys, you know, that are that play, especially tonight. So I think that there's a lot that we've got to get better at. Um, and then we've got. I said it before the game that you don't, you don't, you're not good at defense just because somebody says you are. Right? You you're good because you do all those little things and then fly around and everything else. And sometimes the other team makes shots. And, and to their credit, you know, I thought we flew around and challenged some shots and they still hit them. Hamilton had a great night. Harris had a great night shooting the ball. Bogdanovich started out with seven straight points. When he gets a layup or two, that makes him feel good about his shot going down. So those are things that we've got to continue to do. And um, some nights teams will make those. But we didn't do it enough tonight. In the first quarter, you would bring guys out and then bring them back in like three minutes later. It's a pretty short rotation. So was that something that you were trying to do to throw keep. the nets off? No, it was something to keep some starters on the court. Uh, coach, um, the, the, the rotation off the bench, you warned some things about how you might want to be doing things back to back. And well, I mean, you know, the. That had, you know, I didn't factor that in a ton today, obviously, um, the idea of a back-to-back. But, I, but obviously, you know, our starters sat for a good period of time there in the third and fourth. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I'll go back and look at the rotation. I, th- I actually felt like the rotation for the first 40 minutes was pretty good. Like, I felt good about it. felt like we had a good mix of starters and subs in together and everything else. I put into it and see something that worked pay off uh, in the first game. I knew it was going to pay off. And um, I was very eager to get out there just to prove to myself again what type of player I am, what I'm capable of doing. Um, 
didn't finish the way I wanted to last year, but it's a new year, new me, new team. I'm, I'm ready to go. What did that first drive mean to you? They draw a play for you right away and you take it to the rim in your style. That's what I wanted. That's what I probably would, would want uh, coming off a year like last year, the ending, but Brad knew it. Um, it's time to set the tone, try to play physical, drop the ball, and just be aggressive. I tell my, put that in my head to be aggressive from both ends of the court. How disappointing was that fourth quarter? You know, just how things ended up. Obviously, you guys got the win, but like, sucks, just to have, you yeah, know, it's a win. It sucks a lot, but it's a win. Um, our bench will learn from it. We'll learn from it as a team. Uh, it sucks that we have a back to back and we had to get back out there a few minutes, but uh, it's early in the year, so we'll figure it out. We'll get better and move on. Al said in camp he thought your shot looked even better than last year. Do you believe that? Do you feel? I know that. You know? For sure. It. I put in a lot of work and my confidence is there. I'm healthy. Uh, so. I know my shot is better than last year. Is that the biggest difference? Are there yeah. any mechanical changes? Health, just health, health. Like, no mechanics, nothing, just health. That starting five, though, I mean, the ball movement and everything carried over from the yeah, season. Yeah, I never saw um, coaches clap on the three-second call. We, we moved the ball in the first quarter so much, we had a three-second call because we thought we were going to shoot. We passed up a lot of open shots, <laughs> and the coaches was encouraged. So. It just shows how unselfish we are playing as a unit, and um, we got to keep that. And, uh, find, we're just trying to find the right shot each possession. That's, that's a great way to play basketball. Coach said he was anxious to see that starting five when the game mattered. What did you learn about that group tonight? Well, we, we know how to put a game away. Uh, we just slow it down, play very uh, together, and try to try to get the game, try to win the game. And, uh, he had faith in us to get in there and try to put it away, and that's what we did. How tough was it for that, that first group to come back at the end of the game? When you guys pretty much thought it was, it was yeah, over I, that Yeah, we had checked out a little bit mentally and physically. <laughs> I know our bodies was not warm enough to do what we did, but uh, we got it done, and we're not complaining. We're just going to learn from it. Our bitch will learn from it. And we'll, we'll look, we're moving on to Chicago right now. And when you talk about Chicago, they've obviously, like, you guys have made some significant changes. Just your thoughts on that team. Oh, they're, they're a good team. They have great players over there. They're trying to figure it out. But we, they're going to be very excited to play, of course. And uh, we're going to take care of business and play the way we want to play. Impose our will uh, even more. How much do you think it impacted that second unit not having Marcus? Because he's been with those guys throughout training camp up until that second half. Really. Yeah, they're trying to figure it out on the fly. They're trying to figure it out on the fly. A few days of practice, probably one tough day of practice um, without him. And it's tough, but they're, they're, they're trying to figure it out. Um, there's no other way to figure it out than in the game. So uh, we'll figure it out as soon as possible. Final question, the NBA not doing you guys any favors. How tough is it to start the season on a back-to-back? -back? Uh, unbelievable. That's that's tough. Uh, but we wouldn't we wouldn't want it any other way. We're a great back-to-back -back team. We, go, we hang our hats on playing back-to-backs and winning that the second night of a back-to-back. -back. So Brad has already put it in our head that we're going to win tomorrow and uh, we're going to prepare to prepare to win again. The fact that I mean, it's a nationally televised game. If you didn't think enough of you, we wouldn't be playing tomorrow. It says something. Though, right? I mean, I wouldn't want it to be back to back though, but yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> it's televised, it's all that. But uh, we'll be ready. We'll get up. We'll get it ready to go. Uh, we'll take it. Get rest tonight. Uh, treatment all day tomorrow, and we'll be ready to go tomorrow night. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it feels great. I mean, we didn't end it like we wanted to, but we definitely got the win. And that's all that matters. But it feels good to be out playing in front of your your fans and, and, and really get going and play for something that counts. What type of lessons do you take from collectively as a team? I know we started to be able to do this, but protecting the lead in that situation. We want to be great. We want to be one of the top teams in the NBA that can't handle this. Um, 
there's no excuse for it. Like I said, if we want to, if we want to be a top team, like they say we're going to be, we have to do a better job in closing games out. Only one game, but what kind of dynamic does that bring to the team? Everything. He opens the floor. He, he makes it easier for everybody. He, um, he's always in the right spots. He's a threat at all times. He can hit the three, hit the mid range, and, and also post up. So he, he has the full package and a guy that makes it easy for everybody. This early, the teams tend to be behind. Not the great ones. Not, not the really good ones. But um, I mean, even defensively, obviously, you tend to be a step slower and, and still trying to get used to everybody and what the coach wants. But. I think we did an all right job other than that fourth quarter. Uh, especially in the third quarter, we played pretty well. But uh, we got to just keep pushing, keep grinding, getting better. Was that what you guys were talking about in the locker room after that? Yeah, we we know. We got to do better. And, and even for the starters, we got to just stay ready at all times. It was tough for us to get back in the game, but at the same time, we got to be professional about it and know that our names can be called at any point in time in the game. And our second unit knows I mean, we don't have to say it to them. They know they have to do a better job of closing that door out. How did you feel personally getting back out there? I know ball movement was pretty big for you, too. I was good. I was ready. Uh, I've been ready. It was like the first day of school today for me. Uh, everybody texting and, and saying good luck to the season and things like that. So, yeah, I was excited for the game. I'm excited for tomorrow's game and just to get more games in practice. For me. We're just making the right play. I mean, guys are playing inside out. Coach always says that attack the paint and, and make the make the right play, whether that's to score for yourself or, or get uh, uh, another teammate involved. And I think we did a pretty good job of that. Uh, we could even have more assists if we knocked down the open shots that we had. But um, it's just game one. You can't get too high or can't get too low on the things we did good over there. How much were you really relying on yourself to kind of provide that spark for the team, get him going? I'm just out there playing. I'm, I'm, I'm taking what the defense gives me. I mean, if they're backing up and I have a chance to score, I'm definitely going to think score. But I was attacking the paint, and they had two guys on me, and I just tried to make the right play. And that's my job. And guys knock down shots, and hopefully we can do that all year long.